Welcome to Thrive Church Online. We are here to know God, to grow in Him, and go. We hope you feel encouraged and equipped through this week's message. Good morning, everybody. It's so amazing that you can worship God behind a drum set. And knowing that you got a preacher right after that. Got all the aerobics. Um, got my watch right here. It's already said my circle's about to um, burn dark green. So I'm um, already. So yes, I got my fit for today. So thank you, Apple. I appreciate it. Guys, let's give it up for the worship team. Can we do that one more time? You guys are awesome. Y'all braid the snowpocalypse. You're here. It was so amazing. And guys, I'm so excited because we get to be here this morning because we get to do life together. We get to do life together. Yes, right? Yeah. Because everybody thinks Christian, we do life together. Everybody's like, hmm. If it's that bad, then we shouldn't be doing that if it's like that. No, but it's a joyous and a wonderful thing that we get to do. I'm so excited because we get to start a new series this morning. First time starting a new series. And it's a fun thing. I love it. And as we're going towards Easter, it's called the journey of the cross. And for the next several weeks, we're going to go on a journey together where we get to experience God's perfect plan of reunited mankind to himself and into a relationship through Jesus Christ. So somebody say it's going to be a good word today. Now look to your neighbor and say he's talking to you. Now look at your neighbor and say he's talking to me. And we say together, he's talking to us. There you go. All right. So I'm so excited. So let's dive right into it. Let me tell y'all something. And y'all probably know this is truth, right? Because y'all live it. I mean, we just call life. Anything that's in here in this life in general has great things. There's two types of moments. There's moments of excitement and fun. And there's moments of inconvenience. Who loves inconvenience in the house today? I'm glad that everybody's the spirit of truth is upon them. It's wonderful. I love it. Nobody raised their hand on that. So we're going to talk about a brand new car, okay? So now for us guy folks, for us men folks, sorry, not guys, men, we get that nice car, we, we like, <laughs> especially get something that deep. Now the ladies, y'all don't care about the, how big it is. Y'all just like, oh, that's a new car smell. Oh, y'all, it's paint. Oh, wow. It's actually clean. It's not falling apart. It's amazing. But the thing is, the inconvenient part of it is when you got to do maintenance on it. Everybody loves maintenance. You got to get the oil change, get the tires rotated. Sometimes the motor might go out. Again, inconvenience. I I experienced that personally. And it's wonderful. (laughs) But here's the thing. And another thing is money in general, okay? Everybody loves free money. Okay. I'm about to say, if y'all don't like free money, y'all just give her what you got to me, and I will be, I'll celebrate with you, okay? But the cool thing about money is free. If it be free, it be for me. I call it free 99. I love it. But, I, but the thing that we don't like about inconvenience is learning how to budget. Oh, I said the B word. Uh-oh. And nobody likes that one. Okay, who, who in here are money savers in here? Who's money savers? 
Okay, y'all the most wisest people of them all. Who's the money spenders up in here? All right. See, here's the thing. My money spenders, my, bro- my brothers and sisters, I love y'all so much because when money comes to me, oh, you best believe I'm going to spend it. Now, my wife is a money saver. So the fact is we talked about budgets. I was like, skirt, wait, hold on. Say what? We got to actually do budget? Yeah, honey, because if we don't do budget, we're going to run out. See, you have people, these few people that I love counting on all the time, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln. So y'all laughing, Hamilton? Lord knows Thomas Jefferson, but the favorite one of them all I like so much, he wasn't even a president. That's Ben Franklin, baby. But the inconvenience is that, is that sometimes it comes and then it goes, right? Mm-hmm. But let's get real this morning, right? Let's talk about marriage. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. I'm just a year in it myself. <laughs> it's a wonderful thing. Because everybody, the, the great thing about it is the wedding. Everybody loves the wedding, right? You get to party. Hey. You get to do your thing. You get to dance. You get to do all this kind of stuff. But when it comes to actually when the wedding party's over, welcome to the world of marriage. It requires work. Yes, husbands, we don't do everything right all the time. See, y'all, I love y'all. Y'all are some true people. It's all right. And ladies, I know you don't like that, but y'all don't do everything right either. Okay. We, there's both components in that, and you're working together to be one unit. You're talking about two imperfect people becoming one. And it's a hard thing to do. But one thing that's in common with all these subjects that I talk about, all right, these are blessings, Okay. A good car, if it's maintained properly, it's a blessing, okay? Money, if you budget it well, it's a blessing. And marriage, if you actually work at it, it could be good. Remember, you put in it, you get out of it what you put into it, okay? I'm learning every single day of my first year of marriage. Whatever I put into it is what I get out of it. It can be a blessing or it can be a burden. But at the end of the day, it's worth it. It's worth it at the end of the day. Scripture talks about here, it says that in Psalms 84, 11, it says this, for the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Yeah, we like that part. Favor and honor. That's what God does. Those blessings I have, that's favor. That's honor. He gives that to us. And he doesn't withhold any good thing for those who walk upright. Now, I know you guys are perfect. I know I'm not. But sometimes I don't walk uprightly all the time. Sometimes I don't take care of my finances like I'm supposed to. Sometimes I don't, the car that I, that I have, I don't manage that well. Sometimes I don't do, oh, I'm about to get real, y'all. Sometimes I don't do things right. And God gave it a blessing. He gave it to us. But I got to learn it's worth it. But I got to know. I have to walk up right. In order for my marriage to work, in order for my money to work, and for my car to work, something stuff like that, I got to walk up rightly with God. That is the only way it's going to work. Every time we see God's word, those who walk with the Lord has always been taken care of. That is a proven fact. No matter how bad something gets, you're always taken care of. Just know that. And if you don't know Jesus today, oh, we get to let you know today, and you get to be part of that. 
the blessing that God's given us, though, they're tangible things. You know, like finances, like money, you know, okay, money, cars, everything. And that's fine. I'm not saying don't have anything. Hear my heart on that. But there's the intangible things that God gives us, too, such as peace, goodness, and kindness, and every fruit of the Spirit that comes after that. We love it so much when God blesses us. Amen? We love it. Say, like, yeah, bless me, bless me. We love it all the time, right? We sing that song because it's all for me, yay, Lord. We can, sometimes we can be selfish, right? All right? And, but when he asks us to bless other people, we're like, skirt, wait a minute. You mean that finance that I got, I got to actually share it? Uh-huh. You mean that piece that I have, I got to share? Uh-huh. But, Lord, I don't like them. Share it. Oh, I'm getting real. I get somebody's grilled today. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay because we're all in this together, y'all. We all in this together. We have to remember that God's blessing is not just for us, but it's for everybody around us. It's for everybody around us. So a backstory, we're going to dig into the wedding of Canaan. All right. Jesus' first miracle, we turn water into wine. But here's a backstory. Yeah, people are like, woo, yeah, Lord, Okay. We, we, all the holy people in the house, I got you. Okay. <laughs> y'all, we just being real this morning. It's going to be a fun time. Just, just, y'all loosen up. It's going to be all right. I know it's snowing, it's cold outside, but it's going to be all right. Y'all look good this morning. Here's a backstory that happens. Okay. Jesus is born. Glory, hallelujah. Becomes a refugee. Running away. Can't even go back home. Then he gets baptized by his cousin, John the Baptist. Then he goes in the wilderness, had got no food for 40 days, 40 nights. It's hot and it's cold, it's miserable, and I'm hangry at the same time. But Jesus, he goes through with it because he was led of the spirit to do that, not knowing what was coming up next. And finally, in continuation, he calls his first disciples. And now you think going through all that, sometimes we need a place to rest. So, we're about to see what Jesus do here. All right, in John chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, if you've got your Bibles, look with me. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus also was invited to the wedding with his disciples. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Jesus like, oh, you talking to me? Oh, And Jesus said to her, woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. Now, I want to encourage you all, no matter how old you are, your mother's still alive. Be thankful for it. Do never talk, never address your mother that way. Do not. I did it once. And that was the first time and the last time because she carried me. Okay. Those blue veins that she had in the back of the lane, I did that to her. All those hunger pains, I did it. She brought me in this world and she could take me. There you go. Just so y'all, y'all lie this morning. We see that Jesus, he's come to relax, okay? He's come to wedding. He's been invited. He, wants, he just wants to relax. And his mother says, the wine ran out. Now, he's, like I told you before, he's already tired. 
He's going through. He just want to relax. He's like, it's not my time yet. What has this got to do with me? Because haven't we been like that sometimes? You want to go somewhere and then you want to relax. And suddenly there's a conversation you want to eat that you can't help but eavesdrop. Or somebody make a scene somewhere sometimes and you can't help but not look at it. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And you're like, no, I'm not going to look. I'm not going to look. I'm not going to do it. No, no, I'm not. Jesus came to rest. But Jesus wasn't resting from something. He was resting for us to something. He was going to prepare for what God has in store for him next. Okay. Remember, sometimes, I'll tell you what, being in a spiritual place, sometimes being in rest is a great place to be in God because when you're prepared in rest, you're ready for the good work that God's in store for you. And it looks like different things. Now, for me, I'm 33 years old. I love, I love cartoons, y'all. I ain't afraid to say it. 33. And one of the best things I love to do, and I said it on this whole wild world, so those who want to persecute me, it's totally okay. I hope I'm all right. I love VeggieTales. I'm just saying. Yeah, y'all like it too, because I see all y'all smiling. Y'all like, don't be trying to front. It's okay. VeggieTales. Y'all see it like all the time. But it seems so simple. And say, that's baby. Isn't God's truth so simple sometimes we can understand it? See, even though it's meant for three-year-olds like vegetables, it is. But I thought Jesus said something like this, that if you don't understand the kingdom of God like a little child, you can't enter there. Sometimes it's the simple things that God wants us to bing. And say, oh, I get it. And once you got it, you're good. For me, I, for me, before I met my wonderful, my wonderful wife, Liz, she's wonderful. Before I met her, I went through a bad engagement. I went through something. It was horrific, okay? My life, I thought, was perfect. But I was God's grace. I was like, Lord. Whew. But I didn't realize that at the time. And the gift that God gave in me, I love to worship. I love to play. I love to sing to the Lord. I love to do those things. And my heart was broken. I didn't feel like worshiping God. I had nothing to be thankful for. And then this lady, she kept calling. She texted like, oh, they need somebody to lead a worship set. Would you do it? And I said, no, thanks. I'm, I'm hurt right now. She's like, okay. Two hours later, she asked me again. Every day of the week, she kept asking me. So I finally I said, you know what? She's not going to stop bothering me. And the thing is, I couldn't say anything because she knew my mother. And if I said no, then mom could take me out. Just saying. So I didn't want that happening. So I finally said yes. And even though I came there brokenhearted, I still went in and worshiped, not knowing the breakthrough that took place that night. Knowing the healing that took place. People getting set free and delivered. All because I was obedient to what God called me to do. And sometimes I didn't feel like doing it. Let's just be honest. God calls a different place sometimes, and we just don't feel like doing it. Can I get an amen from somebody in the house? Because we can be, can we be real today? That's how it is. The smallest inconvenience to you, or I'm sorry, to us, could be the biggest blessing to somebody else. We need to be thankful and grateful for the blessing that God has give, given us and not complain and gripe. 
Because in an instant, what God is giving you, it can easily go just like that. You don't realize how good we have something until it's gone. And we all have acted like this. And here's the thing. As long as we didn't have any issues, we were out for ourselves, right? We always did that. But when it happened to us, we want the whole world to stop. Say, world, stop. Y'all look at me. Pray for me. That's how we do. Oh, y'all don't get quiet this morning. Sorry. No, it's okay. No, it's all right. That's, it's okay. It's all right. Jesus tells her in verse 4, he says, well, what does that have to do with me? My time, my hour has not yet come. Now, imagine if this was you, okay? This is your wedding. All the married people, okay? This is yours. I'll talk to the ladies for a second because, guys, we don't care. We just show up, okay? All right. All right. Ladies, when y'all get ready for that wedding day, y'all dream for that wedding since y'all were like this high right here. Y'all had Barbie. You had Kenny. Or Ken, it was Ken, right? I'm sorry. And you had, thank you, I appreciate it. And then you have little, you had little Ken and Barbies and the little dream car. You, you planned this since you was three years old. And finally that day comes. And you want everything to be what, ladies? You want to be perfect. And sometimes when it's not perfect, Something gets out of order. Tensions begin to rise. And it's not because you want to be mean and be a troll about it, but you want it perfect. Right? I mean, you really do. Because you want that day to be memorable. Sometimes the way we react may not come that way. But the heart of the matter is we want it perfect because we want to be pleasing. That's what we want. And imagine if this was your wedding and things weren't going right, the wine ran out, things didn't go right. It's your time of need. Because here's the thing. Everybody who loves food, say amen for real quick. When the food stops coming, the party starts to rocking. All right? Because when there's no food, we in the south. This ain't the north. We in the south. When food goes out, we gone. We, we is gone. And Jesus' culture, it was the same thing. Not running out of wine was a, it made the family to appear cheap, unhospitable, unwilling to spend money to take care of their guests. It's like that in our culture, even here down here in the South, okay? We want to make sure that everybody's taken care of. It's the cap and the cornerstone of this culture because we, that's part of the value. I remember my grandmother, that's what she do. She have a cup of sweet tea. Every time you came by the house, doesn't matter if you're a family or whatnot, she came to, hey, you want some sweet tea? Here you go right here. Because she felt like if she could present that to anybody, she felt that she was unhospitable. At this moment, Jesus decides to pay it for it. Now, Scripture doesn't tell us whether he knew the bride or groom or not. But Jesus decided through his love and his compassion, his mercy, he want the bride and groom to experience it. Sometimes we may not know the people that we come encounter with. doesn't matter. They need to experience the love and grace and compassion of God. So his mother, in verse 5 in John two, chapter 2, his mother said to his servants, do whatever he tells you to do. Now there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said... To the servants, fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. 
And he said to them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. So they took it. Jesus trying to pull a fast one. Pour water. Say, yeah, that's what. Go ahead. Take it to the master of the feast. Now, the master of the feast acknowledged everything. Kind of like an MC, like a DJ. He acknowledged everything. You're going to try to fool, fool him. Here's water. Go take it. And the servants were like, all right. Okay, Jesus. Lord, help me. <laughs> I'm trying to fool these people. No, he can't fool. So I see his water. What's going to become of it? See, I love how Jesus does things because sometimes Jesus just don't make sense to us. Our human equation, you want, we want to do this, this, this right here. Jesus is like, Mm-mm, I'm going to do it this way. Times it to the X power, times infinity, and I'm going to do it this way. And the cool thing about it, I don't want nobody in here to be shocked. Don't be surprised when there's a miracle that you need to be done in your life. Everybody has that. And when he does it, there is no human explanation how it happened. All you can say, there's only one explanation for it. It was God. That's all you can say. It was God. That's all you can say with that. Because I remember it was God in my life. I remember that it was God that I should have been dead in my trespasses and my sins. But it was God who saved me. I remember back in the day when 2012, I remember I was coming home. And I got T-boned. Should have been dead right on the spot. Six more inches. Doctor said the other way. It should have put me out. But it was God who kept me. Even through that accident, it had no broken bones, no sprain, just had 12 stitches right up in here. First tattoo I ever got right there, right? And the fact is, the doctor said you couldn't run because I love, to, I love to run back in the day. Of course, I look like that now, but I'll get back into it. But the fact was this. The next day, I ran three miles, ran like it, ran like because it was God who brought him into my body. I remember when uh, I remember when this right here, when I walked away from God, okay? Because nobody here does that. I walked away from him, but he didn't walk away from me. It was God who kept me back. It was the overwhelming, reckless love of God that brought me back to repentance. Because you know why? It was God, it is God, and it always will be God. All the time. Y'all know it every single time. Everybody has experienced a miracle. You experienced God's miracle. And all you had to say, it was you know when you needed finances, it was that provided your every need. Come on, somebody. That's how he works. And you can't explain it. Man, God is so good. <laughs> oh, boy. Now, let's see what God does now. <laughs> got water. Got water. Go get to the master feet. Let's see. People come water like. When the master of the feast tasted the water, starting at verse 9, and it became wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants did. <laughs> the master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first. And when people have drunk it freely, then the poor wine. But you kept the good wine until now. In other words, when that happens, people are like, oh, yeah, now the party can really get cranky going on. You know, because back then, they served the good stuff first. 
And then when everything got quite done, and it's like, okay, here's the the leftovers. I would say something else, but I don't. But the fact that it was just leftover, it really was leftover. It was it was leftover. But you say the best for last. See, here's the thing: when God shows up, He don't even shows up, y'all. He shows out. That's what I love about it. He don't do don't don't ask God to do something quietly. You think honestly, God is gonna do something quietly? You're His kid. Look. God created the whole world in seven days, all right? And you think you, he's going to hold back? Oh, no, I'm going to show up and show up because I want people to know who I am. That's how God works. But see, here's the thing. This was only the beginning. This was only just the start. Because we kind of find out that right here that this is the first miracle that Jesus has done. But here's the thing. It started creating a following. Okay, it started because guess what? The bride and groom, when they did that for him, they were like, because remember, we talked about that they would be ashamed. And Jesus got our fannies out that fire. (laughs) He said, oh, we're going to tell somebody. And guess what? He told other people. And people heard about it. You know, on social media, we see it all the time because we're so easy to get on this all the time. We let to tell about our day. We let to do all this stuff, right? Because it spreads like wildfire. What if we did the same thing with Jesus? What if we said, hey, Jesus, oh, get on your Instagram. Hey, look what Jesus did for me. Okay? Let that spread like wildfire. Let's ha- let that happen. But the only reason why it started to spread like that, because Jesus showed compassion, mercy, and love. Now, could you imagine? Again, this is your wedding, okay? All right? Jesus, he was there. You know what he was capable of. And he decided to say, nah. You got it. Figure it out. And then he comes to you after you've been embarrassed. And then he comes to say, hey, let me tell you about the kingdom of God. Do you honestly think you're going to want to listen? Jesus met their needs. Jesus used it when I talk about the blessing that God has given us. God has given us a blessing to help meet the needs of people. Those who are brokenhearted, those who are blind, those who need encouragement. It's not for us to keep. It's for us to share. Because then and only then, that's when they're going to hear Jesus. Don't try to talk about Jesus and you haven't got a chance to know people. Don't even. Because I'm telling you, they're not going to want to hear it. They, They will not hear it. All they care is my need is what I want. And people might say, well, that sounds so selfish. Don't we do the same thing? Are we just as guilty? Because we want to be touched by God. We want for God to help us. Here in God's kingdom, we're here to serve others. We're here to pay it forward. We are allowing the Lord to, to use us to become a blessing by sowing a seed to let others know that they are loved and they care by the loving God. When we choose to be a willing and servant vessel, when we choose to do that, we allow God to do his best to show up and show out. Because the thing, a matter of it, is that we've experienced different things. Everybody here has gifts. Everybody has different anointing in their lives. 
And let me just let you own this. Everybody here has the anointing on their life. When you say yes to Jesus, you got the anointing on your life. And that's the truth. Everybody has a gift that can be used for God's kingdom. It's not necessarily have to be up here. Okay, it doesn't necessarily have to be back there. It doesn't have to be in the parking lot, which we're thankful for. All those things are great. It could be know how to fix cars to help other people. That's a blessing for God's kingdom. It could be doing taxes for God. It could be an education. It could be anything that you do that could build for God's kingdom to help pay it forward. I remember when, again, going through that broken, before I met my wonderful wife, that broken engagement, it was terrible like I said before. And one of the things that I, I did was I rebelled not only against um, my parents, I disowned my friends, I rebelled against God. And that overwhelming love and grace of God that I talked about didn't seem so real. I thought like, no, God, I, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't do this. And I, I don't think you can love me anymore. I remember I had to go to my dad and tell him what had happened. Pretty much I said to my parents, to my family, I said, screw you. I definitely said that. I, I was like, I don't want nothing to do with that. I came home. And I told dad what happened. And I was expecting, I told you so. I was expecting, mm, well, you shouldn't have went there, son. That's what I expected. But he didn't do that. He did this. He held out his arm like this. Let me love on you, son. Let me love on you. The fact that my father held me and hugged me, said it was all right, crying like a ball. This guy was crying right here. He, he was crying. And, buddy, I didn't care. Because when I felt that love of God right there in the arms, I felt it. I, I felt not only forgiven, but I felt love like come back home. The only thing that I, I mourned for my father, and the only reason why that happened, because he experienced the same thing. The only thing I mourned for my dad, because he didn't have an earthly father to love him like that. But he had a heavenly father who did. He had a heavenly father that was right there with him through it all. And my father decided to pay it for it. And because I received the love and the compassion and the mercy of God, which I don't deserve at all. I make it an utmost goal to pay it for it to somebody else. When somebody try to get on my nerves and yes, it hurts and it's terrible, but God loved me enough. Why can I not pay it for it to somebody else? We experience, when we experience the touch of God, we cannot keep it for ourselves. Let's pay it for it. And it pays on to the next person and to the next person and to the next person and to the next person because that's how following starts until the whole world hears about Jesus. And they're going to know us by our love, Scripture tells us. Let's pay for it, love. So when somebody talks junk about you, pay it for it with love because you experience love. Pay for it, peace because you experience peace. 
Let's pay forward forgiveness, for we all have experienced forgiveness. Let us meet the needs of people by sharing the love and compassion of Jesus. That's how needs will be met. Because Jesus paid it forward for you. All of us in this room, he paid it forward. Because he knew that you couldn't completely cover the full price of sin. None of us could do that. So he showed love, he showed mercy, and he showed compassion to each and every one of us. Because yes, it was, it, it was totally inconvenient for him. The fact that he had to face betrayal, he faced suffering, pain, and ultimately losing his life. But you know what he said at the end of the day? It was totally worth it. It was totally worth it when you hear the gospel of Jesus and you say yes to him. It was totally worth it. So as we're coming to a close, I want you to realize that you're worth it. I don't care what you've done, past, present, or future. You're worth it. Because if God can help me, if God can show grace and mercy to me that I didn't deserve, like I talked about earlier, then there's hope for everybody, y'all. There is hope for everyone. But when we are shown the hope and when we're shown the compassion, let us not keep it for ourselves. Let's pay it forward. Let's give it to somebody else. Let, it, let them see what true love looks like. What true forgiveness looks like. What true compassion looks like. Nothing that's boxed up here, but something that has no bounds. The love of Jesus has no bounds, none whatsoever. His love goes, scripture says that his love goes from the east as from the west. When he loves you, he forgives you. He remembers your sins no more. That's how much he loves you. Can we pray together? All around this room, you may say, hey, Jesus, I, I want to experience this wonderful gift of salvation that you have in store for me. But I don't know where to start. I've done some rotten things. But I need your love to forgiveness. I want to experience your compassion. If that is you, would you just lift my hand? No one's looking around. Thank you very much. Thank you very much so much. Anybody else? Here at Thrive, we do things together as a family because we want us to bond together and we do it in strength. So let's pray together. Lord Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. Make me right with you. I realize that I'm a sinner and I'm in need of your compassion, your love, and your mercy. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross. But not only dying, but being raised from the dead. I accept this gift of eternal life. Help me to share your love to other people in my community, in my neighborhood, all around the world that people can see your love. We thank you in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Give God some praise this morning. Thank you, Jim. Thank you for being part of our Thrive Tribe. If you want to partner with this ministry and what the Lord is doing here at Thrive, visit thrivechurchonline.com and click on the Give tab. Help us reach more people just like you by rating and subscribing to this podcast. You don't want to miss what's coming next.